Each year, Team Boob sets out a challenging, extraordinary and life-changing trek, all in the name of checking chests. Together with Giovanna Fletcher and celebrity team captains, the fabulous boob community of trekkers cover approximately 100 kilometres, chat boobs and chests and pecs, and raise hundreds and thousands of pounds towards a life-saving mission supporting Copperfield Charity. So please do check out all of the website and the future treks that exist. Right then, so this is Joe for Rad Chat, and I am currently sitting in a tent, literally having trekked uh, 80% of my 100 kilometres for a charity called Copperfield. And I thought the best thing to do was to chat to one of my fellow amazing trekkers. So would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Helen. I am also on this trek for Copperfield. Um, my le- my legs and my feet are also very, very <laughs> sore. Um, so my background, I am a nurse in oncology. I work in kind of an assessment area. It's like an A&E for cancer patients. And uh, I also run some triage lines as well. So I, anyone who's got any side effects for any treatment, I kind of take the calls and triage you in and then I'll come and assess you when you come in. So, Helen, what's your professional background? So, you know, what did you do at uni? Um, How have you specifically got into what you're currently doing? So I studied in Edinburgh um, to be a nurse. And then my first job was in oncology. um, And I've kind of stayed there since for four years. Um, And since working there, I've worked in the oncology wards. I've done my triage course, um, I've done my assessment course, I'm just about to do like a further assessment course that'll bump me up a little bit and get me a stethoscope, which is very <laughs> exciting. Um, and yeah, I've just kind of picked up training on the way to train in lines and um, all that kind of thing. And I'm fully chemo trained now as well, so that's good, so yeah. So why oncology? You know, obviously when you um, qualify as a nurse, you get a huge variety of areas. What specifically encouraged you to go into oncology? I think oncology is, it's something that affects everybody. I think whether you're affected by it personally and you're a patient or you're affected by it through friends or a relative, it's something that thought was more relatable than something maybe like respiratory and it's something that's affected me a lot in my family so it was it was a way I just felt it sounds a bit cliche but some sort of pull and connection to I wanted to go to oncology to help and that's kind of where I felt I could make the most difference I suppose. So what what's brought you to Copperfield? Why is it a charity? that you feel you need to raise money for? So Copperfield, obviously working on oncology, I've got a lot of my patients with breast cancer. Um, And even though I'm not going through it myself, I see how much of a challenge and how much of a fight you've got to put up to get through your diagnosis. And I just wanted to do something to show my patients that even though <clears throat> I can't experience it for them, I'm I'm fighting for them and I'm doing something to hopefully help raise awareness um, for breast cancer. And I lost my gran last year to breast cancer um, and it was a late detection and Copperfield's all about early detection of breast cancer and checking yourself. And I think with the older generation, it can be quite taboo to not want to check yourself and not talk about cancer and things. So. And I think if my if my gran 
did check herself and maybe could talk about it a bit more then maybe she'd still be here so it's quite close to my heart in that way but I just think it's so important that everybody is able to know how to check themselves and know the signs and symptoms and yeah I think raising awareness is so important. So Helen how much have you raised so far for the proper <laughs> I think I don't know I need to double check <laughs> um I think I'm about 1700 um, and it's slowly coming in the more pictures of blisters I put on my <laughs> social medias I think people are feeling more sorry for me um but yeah hopefully I'm gonna go and pester the doctors when I get back <laughs> and get a little bit more um because the more more we raise the better perfect well thank you so much for talking That's to me right. and uh, we we will hopefully catch up with you and your professional career and mm -hmm. um, hopefully on social media and um, to share maybe some more experiences that you've had later sounds on. good thanks for having me thank you bye, bye. So good evening. This is Joe again from her tent from a Copperfield trek. I never thought I'd necessarily host a podcast in a tent, but here we are. Um, so I've got another amazing trekker with me. So I'll allow her to introduce herself. Um, hi, I'm Jodie Hopkins. Right, Jodie. So what is it that you do professionally? Um, so I'm a manager of a domestic abuse service. Okay, so that in itself sounds like it's a challenging um, yes. role to be in. Why, not only in your professional life are you working in something that's challenging, do you then decide to come and trek 100 kilometres along the Pembrokeshire coast in your free time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, in 2019, um, I was diagnosed with having BRCA1. Um, which basically means that I'm at higher risk of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. And that diagnosis was following my mum having breast and ovarian cancer and my cousin being diagnosed with um, secondary breast cancer. Um, so I kind of wanted to take my boobs on a final epic adventure. Um, and I have done that and I am here <laughs> in the Pembrokeshire coastline. So Amazing. So for anyone who doesn't understand about the BRCA gene, yeah. Just tell us maybe a little bit about how you went about getting tested. Yeah, so um, my mum found out that she had the BRCA gene um, due to her having triple negative breast cancer um, and she went for screening and it's a simple blood test. Um, because my mum was diagnosed with it, it meant that I had a 50% chance of also having it. Um, so I went through um, kind of counselling, genetic counselling, um, and the counsellor kind of determined whether I was ready to kind of hear the news as to whether I had it or not. Um, and then at that point, I went for a blood test. Um, and I think it was probably about six weeks later, I then went back and that's when they told me that um, I would, you know, had this gene fault. So that sounds like it can be quite a tough thing to go through yes. just in itself. Talk me through what was going through your head at that point. So when, I think because it had been quite a while since my mum had found out that she had BRCA1, um, I thought I'd got my head around it. I was, you know, going to my counselling sessions being quite like, if I have it, it's fine, it's okay. Um, so I was really quite positive all yeah. the way through. And my only thing was I didn't want my sister to have it. Yeah. Um, and and that was my worry. It was it wasn't about me. It was about my sister. Um, but then when I found out I had it, I wasn't okay. Yeah. Like really wasn't okay. And it took me probably about six months to come to terms with 
having the gene fault, yeah. um, which was a complete shock because I just didn't. I thought I was, you know, just be able to handle it and it would be fine. And it was the complete opposite. Okay. So what did what did what support did you have? Did you have anything to access? So um, I spoke to my GP. Um, who offered me counselling. Um, I also, um, my work were really, really supportive and I had really supportive friends and family who were checking in on me regularly. Um, and um, I also um, accessed some support through Breast Cancer Now, um, who do like a, a peer support um, group. So they were incredible and they were there at the right time when I needed them. No, oh, that's good to hear. And in terms of kind of what, what, you're doing now so you yeah. said that you're taking your boobs on their last trek yeah. so what what have you got planned now are you going to have surgery yes so i'm going to have um a double mastectomy preventative um hopefully that will be september or october this year um and i'm going to have um it with kind of immediate reconstruction so i'll have implants um, i am going to keep my nipples and it might there might be a little bit of an extra risk but that's really important to me yeah um and and yeah and so with obviously bracogene do you then have any um any issues in terms of kind of hormonally with ovaries is that something you also have to consider whether or not you'd have a nephrectomy or anything like yeah. that yeah so my risk for ovarian cancer is up to 50 percent chance that i would get it in my lifetime um and i think for me with my mum having ovarian cancer that's a bit of a worry yeah. so it's kind of like i'm i'm 28 now it's making a decision about children and what age i should have children um so that then I could go on and have surgery yeah. afterwards. So it's it's a lot to, to think about. The the kind of difficulty with the ovarian side of things is you don't get screening. Yeah. Um so you're kind of left to the unknown. Whereas with the kind of the breast side of things, I get yearly MRI scans. Um you right. know, I've got the option for surgery. Whereas with ovarian cancer there's there yeah. isn't anything. Yeah. Um, so that's the, the difficult part of it. So for anyone in a similar situation or maybe having that familial genetic link to yeah. breast cancer, what advice would you give them? I would advise them to do what's right for them. So, you know, research everything, speak to as many people who have the gene fault, who, you know, because that's what I did. I yeah. reached out to lots of people on Instagram. Um, big up Brathka Chatter, who is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she, we, she's a big supporter of the podcast, as, as we are of her. Um, but I would just reach out to as many people, get as much research about what your different options are, and then go with what suits you. If you yeah. don't want to have surgery, you don't have to. If you want to have surgery, then that's okay. Um, so, yeah, just research and talk to people and don't hold it all in because it doesn't work. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your experience and I hope your surgery goes well and hopefully we'll catch up again. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you. Bye. Hi, I'm Polly and I work for Copperfield. The Pembrokeshire Copper Trek was the very first trek that I've ever organised and been on and... I have to say, I have been blown away. All of my colleagues who've been on Copper Treks before have all told me how brilliant they are, but it's not until you experience one for yourself that you really get it. I've had the privilege of being with the Trekkers from the very start of their journey, from their application to being offered their place and then through to the very end of actually trekking with them. And...
I'm so, so proud of each and every one of them. And yeah, they're all just amazing, amazing people. And it was incredible to see how everybody pulled together, supported one another through the blisters, through the tears, but also through the amazing highs that we all got to experience together. And the fact that as a team, we have now raised around £400,000 for Copperfield is mind-blowing. I honestly would really encourage anyone to apply. You don't have to have a direct connection to breast cancer. You just have to be someone who wants to help, wants to support and wants to help get our message out there. So if you are thinking about it, please do it. And finally, I'd like to say a huge, huge thank you to all of our trekkers who made the trip the amazing experience that it was. So, yeah, thank you from Copperfield. So, can you please say your name and then what your top tip for fellow trekkers would be? Nick O'Connor. <laughs> Over prepare, over prepare, over prepare. It's not a walk in the park. Thank you. Name and top oh. tip. Megan, don't drink too much on the last night. <laughs> Amy, um, bring a woolly hat for the nights because it can get cold. Hafsa, um, bring lots of ibuprofen for every day. Bring your own pillow. Have a good socks and lots of 50p's for shower. Sally, um, take a course in music production <laughs> and make sure that you wear socks at night. Claire, bring a hot water bottle and just have the best time. Uh, Carla, just embrace it all, including the wild wheeze. Carla, don't scrimp on shoes and don't underestimate the amount of layers that are essential to sleep in. Uh, thermals to wear at night time, definitely a head torch and some sort of light in the tent to have um, in the evening. Uh, do not wear jumpsuits every evening. That's what I brought with me, jumpsuits for comfort and realised that's a stupid thing to do because I was cold and had to keep taking my arms out of the jumpsuit and then it was really cold. Make sure you bring toilet roll with you in case they run out. A decent bed to lie on. Um, I brought some inflatable thing and it was rubbish, but I wish I'd brought some sort of camp bed or even like a sun lounger that folds down would have been more comfort. Camping chair is a must. It's Emma Spiller here of Cobbertrek 2022, Team Kiri and Amy alumni. My uh, best tip, I think, for future trekkers would have to be um, a really warm coat um, because even though we had fantastic weather, it was um, really, really lovely to have a big warm coat. I had essentially the equivalent to a dry coat with me. Um, and not only did I use it in the mornings when we were having breakfast in the evening, but also um, I used it as a second layer over the top of my sleeping bag. So, Hi, so I thought I'd send some advice as well. My advice is mainly practical. Um, make sure instead of putting Vaseline on your lips, you do SPF. Um, to stop your lips swelling up and looking like you've had fillers. Um, make sure that you test your mattress out before camping on one that ends up being too thin and you feel like your hips are in the ground. Um, but overall, I would say the same. Don't, you worry about absolutely everything, about the camping, about am I going to fit in, am I fit enough? 
um, you know, all those things. And the reality is that you get there and everyone's in the same boat and everyone makes you feel welcome and you come away feeling truly lucky to have taken part in it. So just go embrace it and enjoy it. Hi, it's Sally. Uh, my advice for the trick, and I still stand by my first one, bring socks for bedtime. Very cold, regardless of the weather during the day. But embrace it. I was there first time away from children, away from real life. And I loved the opportunity to just be myself and to share that with everyone in my group um it doesn't matter who you are where you're from literally everyone just talks to everyone and you create a bond that you don't really get in the real world now it's obviously transferred into the real world we're tight we are tight as a group but just it gives you an opportunity to just be yourself we talked about the randomest of things and you just embrace it and you go with it and you add to it and it makes such a wonderful experience for all so do not wonder sorry do not worry about oh will I fit in will I not fit in we were a bunch of weirdos and it worked so go with it embrace it absolutely have a cry absolutely cry over your feet it's totally normal but there are people there to help you every step of the way just just apply for it and just do it oh p.s love you all um hi it a uh, voice memo from lisa where i'm just about the copperfield trek um i decided really last minute to apply for the trek. Um, I saw it pop up on G's um, Instagram page. Um, one day to go, apply now. And I thought, you know, what the hell, let's do it. I was kind of at the point in my life where I needed to do something for myself. Um, prove to myself, really, that I was quite strong, quite able to do these things because it's been such a long time. Um, I arrived at the trek a little bit nervous um, I was on Team G, so I really struck gold because the ladies that I met on my team were just incredible, each and every one of them. We all kind of came just as ourselves, no hidden agendas. Um, we all worked so well with each other. The first day that we went out, one of our lovely ladies fell um, and broke her wrist and split her leg open, ended up having to go to hospital. And we kind of all just rallied round um, a bit of a sisterhood we created, really, which was just utterly amazing. Um, you know, it's hard being at the age of 46, just being thrown in the middle of a whole group of strangers, really, having to share a tent with somebody that you don't know, going through really hard things, but honestly it's so cliche but it's absolutely changed my life for the better I know including G as well who is just an incredible human being on a by herself but just we've just created this kind of 
sisterhood of women that we still stay in contact with each other, all arranging to meet up at um, Festerfield, which is going to be fantastic. But we just, yeah, I'd, you know, anyone that is thinking about pushing themselves out, getting out of their comfort zone, this event, not only is Copperfield just the most incredible charity that I just love, you know, I love everything about it, but it's just going and signing up for this event and pushing yourself out, pushing yourself beyond limits, you know, it's so good for you, it's just mind-blowing really just to say that I just I can't believe it's over and I can't believe we've done it but I did it you know I thought I would struggle up hills I thought that I would be out of breath because I'm not you know the fittest person in the world and um but I wasn't at all I think just the sheer atmosphere kind of just takes you through it all and you just you know anyone that struggled during the day kind of we all just rallied around and picked them up kept them going you know I had a wobble one night and I do recommend bringing really amazing charges for your mobile phones because mine were rubbish but they rescued me I was so worried that I wouldn't be able to see my children on my FaceTime in the evening and but everyone everyone just rallied around and just came to my rescue even the guides you know, charity challenge, the ones that we had on our team were just immense. They were just like part of the family. So I just don't think, don't ever be worried about, you know, could I do this? Could I not? Just go for it. Just get out there and try to prove to yourself that, um, you know, you've made a stronger stuff. You just might not realise it at the time, but this is the event to do it at. But kind of practical things, um, phone chargers, amazing, please bring in a really good one because there was no power, the food that we were given was fabulous, um, that made getting up really early in the morning quite easy to deal with, <laughs> No, you had a nice breakfast for you and, but yeah, you know, my backstory for applying for this, um, I had cancer, not breast cancer, thankfully, oh well, you know, any kind of cancer is rubbish, but I had um, cervical cancer when my child was a baby, uh, went through treatment, was very fortunate, but, you know, it was caught at a reasonably early um, stage. So like what Copperfield are kind of trying to represent, you know, be aware of your body, notice changes and find these things at the earliest possible stage so I know that was relatable to me and that was one of the reasons why I chose to do it so yeah my overall thing is Team G 2022 are the best bunch of people ever that I never ever want to lose contact with um uh, when it comes around to 2023 I'd love to even do it again but I would highly recommend that you go out there and if you're thinking about doing something like that, then just grab it. Grab the opportunity whilst you can. Anyway, big love to you all. Big love to Copperfield, the charity. All the amazing people that work there. Um, 
big love to all the team leaders that we had because they were just incredible. And also the people that work at Charity Challenge. So, yeah, thanks for listening to that. Bye for now. Hey, so... um quick voice note about what the trek how the trek felt and what it meant to me um do you know what? i still really find it difficult to find the words and talk about all the ladies that i met the other week you know um i wasn't expecting to feel I knew it was going to be emotional. I knew it was going to be emotional with everyone's stories and what they've been through, what they're currently going through, who they're doing it for, who they've lost. I knew that side of it was going to be emotional. I didn't realise just how much the impact of all these ladies getting together and just being there for each other. I didn't realise how much that was going to just... I was just in total awe. The entire week, I was just in total awe of of everyone that I was walking with and everyone that I was listening to. And I just wanted to listen. I just wanted to hear their stories and hear how passionate they felt or how sad they were or how, you know, angry they were with with cancer and just just with everything. And it was just amazing to see how everyone came together and supported on so many different emotional levels when they didn't know each other nobody knew each other um yeah and I just I just wasn't expecting the impact that that was going to have on me um like I said I knew the I knew it was going to be tough but I didn't it just made me realize how much how important humanity is um with everything that's going on in the world right now with illnesses diseases war crimes everything that's that you read and on the media and listen to you kind of lose faith in humanity a little bit and the other week this trek showed me just how important humanity is and just how much everyone gets together fights for each other and sticks to each other ultimately when they need to um so for me personally coming away from this trek it's just it's just really made me appreciate so many things that I probably most definitely took for advantage before just seeing how some of the women I was walking with they're still going through incredible battles and to see how free they were and how empowered they felt it just made me realize so much about myself and what I need to do myself moving forward to you know to help myself and other people um if anyone has the opportunity to do a copper trek I 110% would say to go for it because Unless you've actually been there, unless you've actually done it, unless you've actually met the people behind it who are in it and, you know, everyone behind the scenes and everything, you don't get the full feel of how incredible it is. Everyone's energy, everyone's vibes, everyone's emotions. It was an incredible, incredible experience and I'm so honoured and lucky to have 
had the opportunity to do it um would i do it again 100 percent in a heartbeat i would because so mine would be to uh it's quite emotionally overwhelming so take your time to sit back and have your quiet time but also i've come away from it kicking myself a little bit because i wish i'd had more conversations i had a lot of time of just reflecting i wish now that i had not been so quiet and kept talking and finding all those little quirky things out about everyone um and the other thing would be take those sticky heat pad things and put them stick them on your pajamas when you go to bed and it will keep you warm because i was struggling with i was having like four layers on and still cold at night so but the minute i use them so much better um and yeah take decent tea bags as well my advice for anyone going on the trek is to be your truly authentic self um you might feel a bit insecure uh, throughout the week you may have wobbles laughter crying all that jazz but being your true authentic self is what that trek is all about and actually afterwards looking back at it and going yeah that was completely me and everybody loved me for me is a real magical feeling so i would say um shake off all the other things that you think define you um you know your relationships your profession all that jazz and just be you because all of that stuff doesn't matter when you're meeting a whole group of wonderful people that you really have no idea about their their back history who they are and they have no idea about about yours so go and be completely and utterly 100 percent yourself insecurities and all um and just make the most of every single moment um even even the tears the laughter the everything everything just make the most of it because it is one very special experience my advice would be to take in every single moment um it is definitely a type two fun kind of event you really forget at the time to just look around um you're so focused on looking down look around look at the environment look at other people talk to other people um get to know them get to know their experiences you've you've really meet some amazing people on these tracks and don't be scared to talk to people that might be a bit quieter or might be a bit louder um these tracks are made by the people that attend them um and then one of the things that i always do is just take something from home with you whether it be a picture a pillow um a tissue like i do with my dad i break my dad's handkerchief with me um that still smells of him that sounds really strange uh but it's a home comfort for me um and then something at night that you really enjoy whether it be a cup of tea um your own coffee your nice bit of chocolate whatever it is to make you feel a little bit at ease just a little of home comfort um and just enjoy every single moment I think the one thing I have realized the most since coming back from the trek is that nothing can prepare you for the week that you're about to encounter. There's no amount of planning, training, packing that you can do that's going to really put you in the mindset of what you're going to achieve over that week. Um, You're going to push yourself through boundaries that you never thought you could. You're going to open yourself up and find out things about yourself that you never knew before. And you're going to make friends of a lifetime after just knowing them for such a short space of time. We were quite lucky we had such a fun, open, supportive, sensitive and friendly group. Everyone got on from day one. 
you know, we've made friends that are going to last a lifetime. I've made bonds with people over a week that I haven't made with friendships I've had for years. Um, I think definitely taking into consideration every bit of information and help that Charity Challenge and, and Copperfield give you prior to your challenge. Um, but also just open yourself up, be comfortable, take things, that, especially on the nights, you're going to be sitting around, getting to know people, the comfier the better. You don't want to be stuck in jeans and flip-flops and all sliders or crocs or something is a much. Your feet swell that much. Like, you would not believe. But my biggest piece of advice is go into everything open-minded. Take everything for granted because you don't realise how short life is. And, you know, we've been given such an amazing opportunity to create this friendship and complete this trek that we're just so lucky to be a part of. My advice would be just to allow yourself to feel. If you need to have a cry, have a cry. If you want to chat to somebody, just chat. Um, just embrace the whole experience. It can be overwhelming at times and you might just want to walk, walk on your own or you might want to be part of the chat that's going on or the chance that's going on in the group. But yeah, just allow yourself that time and to take those moments where you need to think about why you're there, have a cry. Yeah, just, I wish I could do it again. My reflections on the trek. Um, so be brave. Um, everybody's in exactly the same boat as you are. So when you get there, everybody's feeling exactly the same. It's not just you. Um, embrace every minute because the time literally does fly by. Um, talk to lots of different people when you're trekking. Work your way around the group and you get to know lots of different people that way. And everybody's stories, everybody's got a story and everybody's got a reason for being there. Um, just be prepared for how emotional you'll feel when it's finished. Um, have something nice planned uh, in the week following because it is a real come down. But the reason it's a come down is because you've had such an amazing high. I think it's hands down the best thing. Bar having my children, it's the best thing I've ever done. So enjoy it. So um, on this trek, there were many people who had people currently in their lives um, affected by or affected by um, breast cancer. I haven't had that. However, I have had a history of breast cancer in my family. Um, my grandma, who passed away a long, long time ago, um, had it and my mum and her siblings um, went through that. And I think for me, it's it's seen that aftermath and um, the aftermath and the importance of talking um, to the people who are close to you, talking to the people who it might impact both negatively and positively in the future. And just having that conversation about breast cancer um, because you might not know anybody who has been affected by it, but you may know somebody who knows somebody who's been affected by it. And if you can understand the importance of, I guess, patience and talking about the importance of knowing your breasts and knowing the impact it can have if you don't have an open conversation about it, um, that's really my link with 
the charity and why it means so much. I've been able to have this conversation with my family and my friends, and I've had people share their stories with me. Some of them have cried, some of them have confidently told me their stories, and it's really amazing to see how it's impacted everybody. Was an incredible life-changing experience. Um, I applied for partly selfish reasons. I obviously wanted to do it for such an incredible charity, but since having children, I've not done anything for myself, and there was nothing better I could have done. It was truly incredible. Um, I would recommend anyone to apply. I felt free, I felt light. Be prepared for the post-trek blues, but honestly, just go for it. Just go for it, and you will meet friends for life, people who will support you and guide you. I think the biggest thing I'll take away from the check is to enjoy it and embrace it. Um, I applied for the trek on a day where I'd lost a good friend and I think it just hit home about how amazing we are as people and how resilient we are and I think my journey was slightly different to everybody else's in the fact that I ended up breaking my wrist on the first day um, but I was determined to complete it because however much pain I was in um, and however how hard my struggle was to get over those last 80 kilometres that I did with a bust knee and a bust wrist. It's, it was no harder than what the journeys that my friends have been through who have had cancer treatment themselves and unfortunately been taken away by this horrible disease as well. And it was my chance to give something back. Um, the team I was involved in was amazing. Um, they Each and every one of us supported each and every one of us um, there was no ego too big, no ego too small. Um, we all just had our own little part to play. And I think um, for that reason, I'm truly grateful that I got selected. And if you do get the chance to take part, then I would go for it over and over again. It'd be very hard to replicate the feelings or emotions that I felt on that week. Um, but I know I've made friends for life by doing it. And... It was a very, very special experience, raising money for an amazing charity um, and just a truly magical part of my life. Um, so I thank everyone that was involved in my journey. Um, it was really, really special. thing that I can recommend if you go on one of these treks is a dry robe. I wore one in the evening. Someone let me one. I didn't have one and someone had a spare one. And it was so comfortable. It was because it was so cold. And I obviously didn't take enough layers and enough, enough like long sort of like, like jackety things. But this dry robe, it was amazing. Um, and pay for your boots. Like, I, I, thankfully, I didn't get any splinters, uh, blisters, sorry. Um, but a lot of people got a lot of blisters. Um, and just pay a little bit more, get a good pair of boots and you, you should be okay. Um, and just enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy the, the every day because it really is such an amazing experience. I had an amazing time and I met some fantastic women uh, and we just laughed, like belly aching laughed. And that was good. Um, take some wine for the evening and some cans and, and don't take too many snacks. And if you aren't fit, train because um quite a few people couldn't couldn't really um 
couldn't complete the days or would stop off halfway and you know like you know what you're signing up for and you know that it's 100 kilometers or you know and you know that each day you've got a lot to get through and so just train a little bit more um because at the end of the day you know you are all a team but um you just need to make sure that you are fit enough I mean, you don't need to train loads if you fit you fit but anyway have an amazing time it really is such a once in a lifetime opportunity and i couldn't be more thankful for the to copperfield for choosing me um my tips and tricks for trekking uh, would be use the compede um but also tape over the compede saved my life didn't get one blister always got blisters wearing my boots before that so definitely compede and double up with the tape rock tape um but it will save your life also be ready to have the highest high while you're there and make lifelong friends um and you get the post trek blues after um <clears throat> but your mates get you through it's absolutely one of the best things i've ever done in my life and i feel like i've changed over a week so any future trekkers i'm really really jealous that you're going to take part in fact i might sign up again who knows um but yes have the best time and enjoy every single second of it because it's it's amazing and it's for an amazing cause most of all um but yeah have fun everybody if you do apply and get chosen lots of love jade on reflection i think my tip or would be if you personally haven't experienced cancer, don't worry about imposter syndrome. I spent so much time worrying that I would that I wasn't worthy or my place wasn't worthy because I hadn't had a first hand experience. Yes, I'd lost people that I'd known in quite horrific circumstances, but I didn't have a first hand experience and that made me question and then on reflection listening to people's stories and how everyone has their own journey and their own kind of meaning or motive for being there the fact that you're willing to give your time your energy and your dedication to the charity and embark on the task that is fundraising which can be quite overwhelming in itself the fact that you've shown your passion for the charity makes you just as worthy as anybody else on the track, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, And I guess my tips for um, doing the trek, if you are doing it in the future, is um, it's brilliant. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you were. It doesn't matter who you know. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. It doesn't matter if you have trekked before, if you haven't, or camped before, if you haven't. It doesn't matter how old you are. It really does not matter who you are. You will always find somebody within the group or within within the team who who you can relate to and these people just don't know anything about you so you can come in and you just form bonds with people who can see you as your fresh self boost your confidence to do the trek boost your confidence at 98 kilometers in when your feet are about to burst um 
And yeah, my other tip, as many many other people have said, is to wear layers, bring loads of layers in the evening. Personally, I slept on a sleeping mat and a sleeping bag, and that did me absolutely fine. But it was the layers. I wore a hat every single night to bed um, and a jumper and socks and my thermal. So definitely your layers. But honestly, I would go into it with no expectations and don't overthink it. Don't overpack. Just enjoy whatever good or bad things happen. Um, and just don't be afraid because there's always going to be somebody in the track on that track who um, who will support you. Hi, it's Diane. Everyone has been so beautifully articulate on this group and said such lovely things. Um, I'm going to say a couple of practical things, which was um, even if you think you've broken in your trekking boots, think again. <laughs> I walked quite a lot in my trekking boots, but never got blisters as bad as when I was uh, trekking up mountains. So really concentrate on your trekking boots. Um, the camping wasn't as much of a challenge as I worried about because um, you have no responsibility. All you have to do is think about your walk and you get treated beautifully with lovely food. So just sleeping in the tent is all you really have to do. And that is easy. Um great to meet all those wonderful people i mean god what a hundred or more of us um and yeah somehow like a bunch of misfits all fit together which is brilliant so thank you all so much and i look forward to meeting up with you again soon Bye. morning um i've been listening to all your lovely messages this morning um and i echo most of the things that people have been saying um, and just wondering whether there was anything that I could add that was maybe a bit different. And I suppose what I, the thing I keep coming back to is my age. Um, I worried about that before I started the trek because I'm in my early 50s and worried that it's a bit of a young person's charity, that I wouldn't fit in, that I'd struggle with my fitness. But actually... I did do a little bit of training before I came, so I found my fitness levels were absolutely fine. Um, and there is such a range of ages and abilities and personalities that it really didn't feel significant at all um, when I was there that I was a bit older. Um, I just felt that everyone was, um, you know, lovely, easy to talk to. Um, I wish, like other people, that I'd managed to speak to more people. Um, but, you know, there's always an opportunity in the future um, when we meet up again. So, yeah, um, if anyone who's a bit older is thinking about doing it and is worried, don't worry, you'll be fine. Hello, Giovanna Fletcher here. Um, I first started doing these treks, so I did my first one back in 2017 for Copperfield. Um, we went to Oman. Um, and I was so taken aback by the experience and how completely and utterly life-changing it was. Um, and not just for me, for everyone around me. Um, seeing people overcome fears, um, taking on challenges that they thought they would never be able to achieve, um, working together as a group, um, pulling together in every single way, supporting each other, physically, emotionally, um, you know, obviously Charity Challenge there and they are so integral to everything. Um, but there's nothing quite like seeing 
group members helping each other so when it comes to like a fear of heights or anything like that seeing seeing the team pull together and support the individual is so huge um, and actually there's a feeling when you do these checks where it's not even about your own success or your own achievement in finishing that's important it's about the people around you um, and watching and watching them achieve and them um, surprise themselves it gets me emotional just thinking about it um, and as soon as I did that first trek, I was hooked. I, I knew it was a thing I wanted to do for Copperfield. I knew that I just, I wanted to get as many people as possible um, to experience uh, what I felt. Um, and no two treks are ever the same. No groups are the same. Uh, no experience is the same. Uh, and what I find fascinating is that each group creates a really uni unique bond, a unique bond. Uh, and each group kind of forms its own personality in a way. And uh, um, and that's such a such a magical thing. And I I always love how um, how adamant that each group is that their group is the best, and they want to share you you know their stories and um, you know they 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 want to uh, just celebrate everyone that they've been trekking with, which I absolutely love um, because it does just just show how how brilliant those bonds that are formed are. Um, and now you know. Even from around the first trek, five years on, we're all still talking to each other. You know, there's been weddings, there have been baby showers, um, you know, there's been lots going on. And uh, and so those those ties aren't fleeting. You know, I think we all meet people in life and then go, oh, we must be friends. And then that never happens. Uh, what you've just experienced is not a holiday fling. <laughs> it's something far deeper, far greater. And um, yeah, I'm just so chuffed that people are able to experience that. Um, going forward, anyone that's wanting to go on a future trek or is, I would say uh, to bring your sense of humour, to know that um, to, to know to expect the unexpected. Uh, you know, it's it's nature, it's outdoors. Things happen. Gems on our team broke her wrist. She got up, and the way that she dealt with that, I will always be in total awe of her. With um, and uh, yeah, just throw yourself in. Throw yourself in. Um, and and walk and talk um it's your chance to get out of your comfort zone and just um just roll with it so those are my thoughts i hope that's helpful um and uh yeah keep trekking keep planning adventures keep meeting new people and keep creating amazing bonds and memories for anybody who is sat at home wondering if they should apply for the next copper trek 100 percent go for it I wasn't sure if my application would be accepted as I haven't personally been directly affected by breast cancer. But as a diagnostic radiographer, cancer is something that I can come across every single day. Once I'd heard about the charity Copperfield, I knew I wanted to do anything I could to help raise awareness and raise as much money as possible for such an amazing cause. I found that one of my biggest fears about going on the trek was the overwhelming aspect of meeting 100 strangers and spending the next six days in their constant company. I can honestly say now that I've met friends for life. I have never met women who are so kind, caring and inspirational whilst being so heartwarming. Those six days have completely changed me as a person by increasing my confidence and self-belief. I found that as a group we became such a tight-knit team and always looked out for every other member there. To be able to say you've completed such an amazing challenge like this whilst raising such an incredible amount of money is something I will always look, on with, look back on with true pride and joy. 
Thank you so much for listening to Rad Chat. My name's Jay McNamara. A huge thank you to all of the Trekkers who've contributed their reflections and top tips for fellow Trekkers who are helping to raise money for the amazing charity Copperfield. Thank you.